And we're back. Yes, yeah. what's happening? It's Scott Pank. This is Pank's Podcast, episode 18. I'm your host, Scott Pank. The handle is Scott Radio across all the social medias. Joining me today. Why did it take you 18 episodes? I thought this was going to be in the single digits, and then I'm number 18. <laughs> Who's more important? There are 17 people more important than me. Actually, on this podcast, this particular one, the music and pop culture one, mm-hmm. you're the first guest. Wow. Okay. Other than like. Taylor Swift interview coming up a little bit well, later on. Swift, All right, but. so we got that. That's major. There's uh, I've had Flo Rida. Um, I've had Latoya Luckett from wow. Destiny's Child. Uh, there's been there- a bunch of people on. All this. more important than me, so I retract my anger. This is totally fine. I'm honored to be the first uh, nobody guest on your podcast. <laughs> Taylor Swift is coming up later, so if you're like, well, oh, I don't want to listen because I don't know who this nobody is because we haven't even said his name yet. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift will be in about 15 minutes, 10 minutes or so, that interview, where right. we talk exclusively about her 1989 world tour, which you can watch now mm-hmm. on iTunes. That's why we're talking about it. You can yes. like experience it. Well, anyways, TD Camp. Yes, I'm TD Camp. I didn't know which name to really go with. That's, See, that's we the live one in I... the radio world, so a lot of people have like fake names. I I use my legit name. Oh yeah, you do. You spell it weird. You spell it two different ways. But yeah. I go by two fake names in this world. Most people don't even know my real name. But yeah, I go by TD Camp and Daryl in this building. And do you have any nicknames on top of that? Uh, the letter T. Actually, my parents, when I was born, to differentiate because a I'm T. a junior. Oh. I was just the letter T, and that's what all my uh, closest friends too. call me. Junior Are up. you? Really? You don't have a separate name to differentiate between you and your father? Um, Was it like a nickname like Junior? No. Well, Big Scott and Lil Scott. Okay. so That you, was like the main way. Is that your way. rapper name? Lil Scott? <laughs> hey, what's Lil Scott Yo, in Lil the Scott. building? Yo, I'm dropping and I am making it yeah. hot. Yeah. No, I'm not That's I'm not so a rapper. fresh, man. No, was, I'm not a rapper at all. But funny. yeah, that's how like my family used to, you know. I never was called like junior or That's super disrespectful being junior because until your father dies you would be junior. So I they never called me junior and my father is oddly enough still alive. So I'm thankful that they didn't they didn't give me that burden. Are you going to name like your son the third? I thought about it because how many thirds do you know? The right? novelty uh, of being a third is really cool, but at the same time, I wouldn't want him to have the no ability to attract females in high school. And I feel like if he is the third, um, <laughs> I would so doom if he's him a to third, that life. You're, so you're saying if he's a third... He's not getting laid till he's like 25. I don't believe in that. I don't know. That's don't just know. dumb. Right it was there. really hard for me. I don't know. We'll have to see. Hopefully kids well, that are... that just might be like something to do with jeans maybe like uh <clears throat> the kind of jeans he wears because women are materialistic sometimes but that's a different conversation for a different day well anyway since we're like on the whole topic of children and birth and mm-hmm. to get there you uh you fornicate a little bit fornicate what do you do you mean like ask a stork for a child is that what fornicate means you <laughs> you hook up you have sex. Oh, sex. You oh, yeah. do all these things. Yes, you do. Well, anyways, uh, there is like this new survey that just came out, and uh, it says that the ideal number of sexual partners, both for men and women, mm-hmm. is the same now. What is that number? Ten. Ideal in what sense? Like, if you were single and you're trying to look for a partner, you would want them to have ten sexual partners? Or is it just like the mean? I guess like 10 is like the 
the overall average, like ten's a good number of sexual partners to have okay. before you so like if it's officially over 10, settle down. You're kind of a hoe, and if it's under ten, you're. Well, I think you know. Excuse a little bit. Like, I would think. You know, you could probably, like, you know, we'll say between 8 and 12. Okay, All so. Right, even though this survey says 10. But anyways, they say that's a good one because uh, basically that's enough people to where you know what you're doing, but it's not too many to where you seem like a total whore. Okay. So which is, I mean, it's a good number. I mean, the I, age I, needs to be a factor, though, because well, if, if you're, like you're 19, 18 and you're at 6, you might already be a hoe. Yeah, most likely you already are. Yeah. But if you're, like, 28, mm-hmm. I think 10's a fair number. That's fa- that's one a year since you've turned 18. So, yeah, I mean, that's maybe how Taylor Swift ha- comes up with all her songs, one a year. And, you know, she's probably, what is she, 25 now, 26? Well, Taylor Swift, she's in that ballpark. Yeah. So she's yeah. probably about this average. So yeah, that's probably about normal then. Um, and Taylor Swift interview will be coming up yeah. in just a, a little bit from now. So you know, yeah, I hope you didn't ask that. her that. That would be that's, no. I didn't uh, ask Taylor Swift how many sexual partners she's. Is had. that weird? Because I think it would be weird if I was interviewing her and I was like, "So Taylor, tell me." How many people have you had sex with? <laughs> I don't think but that would have went that's over That's original because well. no one else has asked her that question. I would be like boycotted. I would be like blacklisted. I wouldn't be like able to do any more interviews ever again. You know the power that she had. Think about yeah, what she did with Apple just because of like yeah. the whole streaming thing. So imagine if I asked her how many people she said. She's like, there's like charges allegedly going on because some radio DJ allegedly touched her butt. Oh, yeah. I remember that. However, you'd be trending. I would be, be trending. trending. I'd be on a trending media topic everywhere. Hashtag Scott You'd, Pank. There'd be memes about Scott Pank, but uh, for me, I'm I'm not at that number yet. Uh, I'm I'm below ten, uh, and I might have found the one, maybe. So I don't know if I'm well, going to reach ten. You two seem pretty good together. We're all right together. She's lazy, but you know we can get around <laughs> that. So should I directly tag her in this podcast Absolutely. when I post it now, so she yeah. can you can she can there, hear you call her there's lazy? Nothing I say to other people about her that I haven't said to her. <laughs> she hates you so much. Probably you know, she, she thinks I'm a. D- but uh, I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, when um, speaking of sexual partners, everything. When do you think, uh, or when should you tell your partner? How many people you've actually been when with? When they ask. When they ask? When they ask the third time. You should just volunteer it? No, they, they have to ask more than once. Because if it comes up in passing and it's like a casual conversation, like that's not something that is high priority information unless the other person thinks so, because that can start an unnecessary argument. Because then their number can be compared to your number, and I think it's best not known because then it's like self-esteem. This person's got more experience than me sexually. I hope I can keep up, and that can mess with you mentally. Do you um, like uh, if if a chick was to say to you that she's been with twelve people, right? Mm-hmm. And you ask her, would you How jump your she? number up? She's twenty-eight. Okay. And would you jump your number up? Another no. person or two? Would you lie to make yourself sound cooler? I've never or sound lied. More, more experienced, I guess. Here's the, the thing with me: I have no stock in being cool. I don't care about swag. I come into work looking like a complete bum most days. That's I, true. I have no stock in other people's opinions of me, so I've never really had to lie about anything sexual. Um, Do you, I go I, ahead. I would never bump that number up. Uh, I didn't have any sex in like, high school. <laughs> Zero. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um. So if you were at like 18 people, mm-hmm. 
would you like not admit that you were at 18, especially since this number says the ideal number is 10? I would laugh it off the first two times. Then the third time, I know that it's really messing with her because if it doesn't need to be said, it shouldn't be said if I'm at 18 because I'm 23, so that makes me a hoe if I'm at 18. Sorry, I, that, that's that's a bad record. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so tweet me at Scott Radio and let you? me know the ideal number of sexual partners that you uh, – that that you think the ideal number is is are you cool with ten for the female? I mean, see, I've at, been... right now at my point in my life, I mean, if she was with like ten people, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think that was that was really too bad. I mean, that's like almost in the area that I'm at, so it's like okay. if she was at ten, like we'd be we'd be playing in the same park, we'd be in the same league. See, my problem is you can't necessarily tell when all those people were because some people find their sluttiness at like 26 and a half and it's like, where did this come from? This should have started early. Or you early. have different sprees. Yeah, you have just like binges when, oh, I'm in a relationship. Oh, crap, I'm out of a relationship. Time to bang everybody. So you honestly, instead of judging the person based on how many people they've been with, you should judge them based on their character and other things that you can you can pick up vibes off of people. And you're funny guy. I'm, I'm, I can tell character very quickly. I know a hoe from a mile away, literally. If I see a hoe walking down the street a mile away, I know it's a hoe. And speaking of mile away in the mile high city, oh, transition, boom, yes. we're getting off that topic anyways. Good. All right, we're going to move on because we're not going to be here all day talking. This is only 20, I can 30 minutes long all podcast. Day. But um, Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. they beat... New England. Yes, they did. The Panthers, mm-hmm. they went on to beat Arizona. By a lot. So we know that the Super Bowl Super Bowl 50 mm-hmm. is now between Denver, yep. the Broncos, mm-hmm. and the, Panthers. the Carolina Panthers. Now, if I was to you know put, put my money on a team, okay. I would say that the Panthers are going to win. I feel like it's going to be another complete blowout like the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Maybe. I mean, I can't remember who played in that Super Bowl or whatever, but that team's still trying to catch up now. Yep. You know, so I'm I would say the Panthers are going to get this victory. Who would I would agree think? with that statement. However, I have to preface that with I don't know anything about football as an overall sport. I just know what happened in the conference finals, and that's probably the wrong term because that's what they say in basketball, which is my primary sport. But um, I'm going to go with the Panthers, too. I wouldn't bet more than $20 on it because I uh, I lack large amounts of testosterone, so I can't really, I can't really say because it's football. One time back in the day, I made a whole bunch of money from gambling when the Giants beat the, the Patriots the first time in the Super Bowl. But anyways, uh, we're going to make a Super Bowl prediction here. Okay. I know that we both said who we think is going to win, but uh, I got four balloons lined up. All right. And we're going to pop the balloon, and whatever team is in it, that that we're going to say is the winner. All right? It's in the hands of fate. Oh, here we go. Ooh, okay. Now pick up that little piece of paper and tell me who it says right there. It says the Broncos. Oh, wow. You know what they say, right, TD Camp? What's that? Always bet on balloon. I don't think anyone says that except for you. You should hashtag that and become an original hashtag artist. Get a shirt? Yes. That says hashtag always bet on balloon? That's a lot of words, but yeah. People do hashtags that are like paragraphs now, so you can get away with that. But at the end of the day, 
That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I trust in you, the sage wisdom of Scott Pank. <laughs> That's so stupid. Just as much as B.O.B. <laughs> yes, Bob. Who? Bobby Ray. Oh, he good thinks Lord. the world is flat. Just flat. He uh, has been on this like I, I'm going to call it a campaign. Okay. To prove that the world is flat. He's mm-hmm. been going off on Twitter. He's been going off on Instagram. Like all the real activists and all the real. All the real protesters take to Twitter and to Instagram to mm-hmm. really get their message. Goes, Social anyways, justice warriors. Ah, so, um, <laughs> cyber crips? Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadband bull- or bloods? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, broadband bloods. Hey. You're wearing red right now, too. Oh, well. Are you one of them? No. <laughs> okay, I'm scared. I'm not an internet thug. Well, um, Real life thug. Really? No. No. Everything in the studio so anyways, just turned B- gray, by the way. B.O.B., he uh, thinks the world is flat, so he's been trying to convince people that it's flat. He posted a picture of him standing on like um, a mountain, mm-hmm. and he was like, the other mountain is straight 16 ahead. miles away, and how come I can see it's straight ahead? There is no think, curve in the earth. You think he's serious? I really do think he's you serious. You don't think he's trolling everybody right now? I really think he's like extremely high. Um, I wouldn't doubt that, but half of me wants to say he's doing this because he wants to trend because Donald Trump's trending every day for saying absurd stuff. True. So maybe he could do it. On the other hand, uh, he seems like one of those people that wants to think outside the box and listening to his songs, he likes to think outside of the box. So maybe he thinks that he's going to start a revolution of people that, you know, we never been to the moon and the earth is flat. I don't know. Somebody just needs to start a whole bunch of memes just destroying him right now mm-hmm. because uh, he deserves it. That's just the funniest, stupidest yeah. thing I've heard somebody say in a long time. And I mean, we hear a lot of stupid stuff every single day. It's the age of the Internet. It's mm-hmm. just stupid is just stupid. As stupid it's, does, as I, Forrest exactly. Gump said, we need to ask him stupid to find is, stupid does. the edge of the earth. We need to help B.O.B. find the edge of the earth. He's going to keep walking around in a circle. but <laughs> So he would say hilarious. that Nicki Minaj's backside is... Is flat. He would say that a basketball is... Flat. He would say a baseball is... Flat. What about say, a pizza box? That would be round. Obviously. Also, he would definitely insist that there's a corner in a round room. That is a facto. Yes, it is. B.O.B., bro. You're a hack. There's something going on up there, and I'm not yes. really sure what it is. You're a scientific jobber. <laughs> That's funny. Thanks for using the wrestling terminology there. <laughs> what? Wrestling, wrestling podcast coming in like I don't less watch than 24 wrestling. hours. What? You're going to be on the wrestling one, too, this uh, week? Yeah, I'll stick around. Us? Okay, wow, look at this. Get so much TD camp. I already know that you're sick of him already. Yeah. And I'm going to get like a million tweets like, yo, don't ever have this kid I back. I wake up sick don't of me. I back. put the mirror in my room in the closet just because I didn't want to look at myself. Dude, do you That's think people dislike you or Kanye more? Uh, People dislike Kanye more, but they also respect him more. So there's, there's <laughs> a... Uh. So Kanye, though, he uh, finally tweeted out the track list for his upcoming album, Swish, Good. due out on February 11th. Nice. Uh, I'm excited for it. I don't know how much of a Kanye fan you are, that but I'm song, a super big Kanye fan. That song that came out a few weeks ago that was trending on Facebook. Real Friends? And, yes. That reminded me of old Kanye. Is that a part of this track list? Exactly. That's on it. That's There's the Kanye song. I liked is old Kanye. There's like. another Kanye song with uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. It's got that same vibe. No More Parties in LA. Okay. Sounds pretty dope. Did you hear that Wolf song a couple I months ago? That, I, that's pretty dope. I think Kanye was at his best pre-graduation and before that, like 2005 
and earlier Kanye I really liked. Something I, I didn't dislike him really until like 2010 when he came up with that weird album with um uh have a toast for the douchebags. You didn't like thing. my dark beautiful twisted I, fantasy? I didn't. I didn't really like it. And after that, I mean I liked Click. That was a fun song, but like as far as whole albums go, I I've kind of been off the Kanye bandwagon since then, but I think this album might bring me back. I've liked Kanye every album. I actually really? Yeezus is probably top three of my really? favorite Kanye albums. Loved Yeezus. Okay. What about that uh that album with Jay Z? Watch the Throne? Yeah. That's a good album. Okay. It's not my favorite Kanye album. I'm gonna go ahead and say uh Like my favorite Kanye album, I would say though, is Ooh, that's tough. It's that's really tough. How about the, your favorite? It would either song? be graduation mm-hmm. or my dark beautiful twist of fantasy. Really, is my favorite wow, one. the one that got me off the Kanye yeah. bandwagon. Yeah, what's your favorite Kanye song though? God, there's so many. My uh, family business. Mine's probably a tie between uh, stronger because I didn't know who Daft Punk was before that song, and I'm like. Who are these people stealing Kanye's song? Oh, so, so it's actually like vice same versa. thing with Paul McCartney? Yeah. You're no, like, oh, no, wait, who's no, Paul McCartney? No. Kanye, thank you for <laughs> I was not one of those people. <laughs> Paul McCartney was a star before he was even born. Uh, but it's between Stronger, um, Heard Him Say with Adam Levine, and uh, Good Life with T-Pain. I don't know why I like that song Good so Life much. is a great song. I really like that. That was a fun party the song. The music video vibe. was fun, too. Yeah. Kanye's really dope. He's just really creative. I mean, he does say a lot of stupid stuff where he's talking before he even. But he's self aware, like Donald Trump, though. People expect him to be Kanye, so not being himself is going to be yeah. weird. And, and, and Kanye's, uh, honestly, Kanye's always been a jerk. Yeah. He's always been all about Kanye. He said in the early 2000s when he won the Grammy, he said, Who inspired? I inspired myself. Mm hmm. Well, I actually kind of relate to that because I You mean, know what I mean? It's like he's been saying jerk things uh, forever. But, but anyways, now that he's more successful, he can do it more frequently. Yeah, so I'm excited for the Kanye album coming on uh, February 11th. Um, Before we get into this Taylor Swift interview, mm-hmm. got to make some album predictions real quick. Okay. Uh, Just the top three albums, uh, right. you know, that are going to sell brand new albums that, are, that mm-hmm. came out pat, this past Friday. So I'll say uh, the top one will probably be Tank's. Sex, Love, and Pain 2. Okay. I uh, I know R&B hasn't been selling well, really. Oh, this is, are you talking about top three overall or top three R&B, hip-hop and R&B? No, just, it's just top brand three new overall. music because not okay. all of them here that I'm throwing out are R&B or hip-hop. Gotcha, I wasn't sure. So I would say Tank, out of new music, this is just albums that just recently dropped. Right. So at new music, I'd say Tank will have the number one album this week. The number two album will go to Hoodie Allen, okay. Happy Camper. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty big 2015. Um, and then I would say the game is Documentary 2.5, the Collector's Edition. There's not a lot of new music out this week, so that's why I feel that the game could make it into the top three. Are you calling the game a hack? No, I'm not calling him a hack, but I'm saying it's you're trying to sell the same album that you just put out two months later. I have a hard time with whole albums because the hit singles and such, everybody knows from each album. But albums as a whole, I don't really listen to straight through. So that's, what is that, 12 to 16 songs that um, you have to really fairly evaluate it. What sells an album? Is it the singles or is it the artist's name, reputation, and the individual songs? I think it all comes down to who the artist is. Okay. I don't think 
every artist in this day and age can put out an album and it can sell, but they could put out a successful single. Okay. Right? Like Kanye West, his album is going to come out. It's still going to probably sell 500,000 its first week, mm-hmm. but he don't have a radio song right now because he has a loyal fan base. He, yeah, Somebody he's that point. like a young thug, mm-hmm. he's going to put out an album. It's going to sell 10, 20,000 copies its first week. How about Fetty Wap? Fetty Wap, now he's going to sell. Mm hmm. Because he's trendy right now. Yeah. And he's a Cyclops. You know, it, it really kind of depends on the situation. I don't think every artist is it's similar. You yeah. know, it's because you got somebody, Drake drops overnight. No, don't tell nobody. It sells a million copies. Beyonce does it. You know, Coldplay probably could drop out overnight and sell a million once copies. Once you're an A-lister, that happens. But, like, if you're U2, you invade everybody's iTunes and piss the whole world off. So I hope Kanye invades everybody's iTunes, by the way, because... <laughs> ah. Uh, that would be tight. his music's not going to be free, but we can dream. Well, he's like a, he's got a lot of connection with Apple. So I mean, you tell me if Apple was like, here's twenty million dollars, we want to put it exclusively on the iPhone. You're going to tell me he's turning down that? Uh, probably not. You or know, that's a solid point. Like that. I feel like, did Apple even pay for U2's album? Because <laughs> U2 just like, please, ev- <laughs> they're like, help everyone's us, please re- revive us from the dead. Yeah. And then I would say the sleeper album of the week, the album that could make a surprise appearance in the top three. Mm-hmm. Megadeth. Really? Yeah, Megadeth? they got a new album out. I was about to say they're still around. Symphony of Destruction. Like Dystopia or something great. like that? I'm wow. not sure. I can't remember exactly what the name was. But yeah, Megadeth got a new album out. So there's a chance, though, they could end up in the top three. If they end up in the top three, they'll bump the game out of the top three. Okay. That goes to uh, show, I guess, that the world is very diverse in their musical tastes. By the way, speaking of Megadeth, um, Symphony of Destruction is one of my favorite songs ever, that in the remix, but a very little known song. They made a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song no, remix. They didn't. You gotta look this Did up. They really? It's amazing. It's freaking great. Really? Yes, Megadeth the theme Power song Rangers? to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm not joking. It's the, it's the best song ever. Yo. You might want to play yourself out with that song on this <laughs> podcast. I, I am going to be looking into that because that sounds tight. It is. It's sick, man. That sounds tight. So um, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode of Pank's Podcast because we're about to get into this Taylor Swift interview. Now, in this interview, we talk exclusively about her 1989 world tour, which went on all throughout 2015. She just got done wrapping it up. You can now check out the uh, 1989 world tour Mm -hmm. video, see the whole performance and see what it was all about the number one tour of last year on iTunes. Go on there and stream it live. So let's get into this Taylor Swift interview. Enjoy. Yes. I want to talk to you about the openers of your 1989 world tour, which happened to be the highest grossing tour of 2015. So when I just throw out their names, just give me your thoughts on them. We'll start with Haim. The openers on the 1989 world tour are absolutely incredible, and I'm so excited about it. We have Haim on tour with us for the stadium shows, and they are some of my best friends, but also some of my favorite musicians. Um, this band is so tight. Their their live show is incredible. <laughs> okay, so what about Shawn Mendes? Shawn Mendes is great because, you know, I love having someone up on stage playing their own instrument, singing songs that they wrote. It's a really good message to send that if you work hard at 
learning music and devoting time and energy and effort into it, you can create your own sound. You can create what you want to be on stage. From that point, you can create everything else in your career. And you also have Vance Joy, I believe, on some of your dates. So what's your thoughts on Vance Joy? Vance Joy has one of my favorite albums of the year. I love his singer-songwriter vibe. I love his lyrics. And his song Riptide was one of my favorite songs that I heard in the last couple of years. Didn't know that you're such a fan of your openers. That's really cool that you are connected with them and you chill with them and become best friends with them. We are talking with Taylor Swift and your set design is crazy. You have a very extravagant show. So are you very hands-on with the set design? I am very hands-on when it comes to set design because I'm the one that's going to have to be performing on that stage every single show. So I'd better love it. And chances are I'm going to love it if it's something that I conceptualized. So, you know, I think that you take the lessons and the pointers and tips that you learned from the last couple of tours and you put all of that to use and you figure out what you loved about it, what you would have changed, what you would have done differently. That way you can really grow and adapt and evolve as a performer. I take it that's where the likes of rehearsing comes in. So how long did you rehearse for the 1989 World Tour? We rehearsed for a few months before the tour. The first month of rehearsals was just musical. So we were in a recording studio trying to figure out how to get the live band to sound exactly like the album. Because I want to be as true to this album as possible. I want the drum sounds to be exactly the same drum sounds that you heard on the album and et cetera, et cetera. So then we moved into production rehearsals, which is doing all the choreography, learning all the changes in between the songs, you know, finding a flow to the show. But a, a year in advance is when we draw up the stage. That's when we figure out what the stage is going to look like. So it's um it's a pretty extensive, long process. <laughs> it's sounding like, and I'm sure you put just as much time into your costumes. And it looked like watching your show that you switched up your costume for every single song. So did you put thought into it? Like what so- costume went with what song? We decided on costumes for each song based on kind of the mood that they evoked. It all starts with kind of the emotional DNA of a song and we take it from there. And I knew that I wanted this tour to be more fashionable than anything we'd done before. In the past, our tour show clothes have seemed more like costumes. And this one, with this show, it, it just seems more like really insane moments of you know, fashion, things I would love to wear on a red carpet, things I would want to wear walking down the street. You know, I, I definitely wanted to pull it back into that world rather than like, like a Halloween costume vibe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking with Taylor Swift, and I got one last question before I let you go. I know you got a busy day and schedule in front of you. What do you think the benefit of playing a stadium is over like an arena? The benefits of playing stadiums ugh, are kind of endless. It's so many people. You're looking out into this packed football stadium of 70,000 people. The energy coming at you from 70,000 people is the most unbelievable feeling in the world. It's almost like it almost leaves you breathless knowing that that many people would want to come see you play a show. So we'll start there. That's a benefit of playing a stadium. Also, you know, you don't have to play as many shows in a week if you're playing stadiums. So it gives you time to recharge and downtime and leaves you generally feeling like you're not that overworked when you're doing a stadium tour. Interesting.
Well, Taylor, thank you very much for your time today. It's definitely much appreciated, and we'll be talking to you in the very near future. So shout out to Taylor Swift and all of her peoples for setting up that uh, interview right there with her. I appreciate it. So check out the 1989 World Tour on iTunes. Um, That's going to do it for this edition of Pank's Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning on in. Hit that subscribe button. That way you're one of the first people to hear the podcast as soon as they drop. Yes. Definitely benefit me a lot. I would uh, appreciate it very much. You can get at me on social media all across the board at Scott Radio. Let's uh, be friends there. TD Camp. You want to give out any of your social stuff? Here? I guess my Twitter that I I randomly binge like once a month when I get angry at a celebrity. So that's at the TD Camp on Twitter. That's also at the TD Camp on Instagram, and you can follow me on Facebook at uh, TD Camp. Yeah. And that podcast that we did a couple of months ago that you never put out. Yeah. Waste of time. Sure was. All right. I'll talk to you later.